Anyway, happy new year. Happy new year to you too. That same thing happened to me yesterday. Uh, I go ready to go live. I'm going to do a tribute to a neighbor of mine in DC who passed away the week before Christmas. I saw that. Yeah. And I can't get anything out over the radio live at all. And so beyond being pissed off about it, you know, I'm not gonna, (laughs) you know, try to do something that I can't do. So, Mm -hmm. um, canceled the show, uh, put it out on social media that we're having technical issues, canceled it and, uh, tried it, you know, just took my soundboard here and closed it down and rebooted it. Five minutes later, I'm back on the air. So, so uh, that was technologies. Happy new year. Just, just to let yeah. you know who's in charge. <laughs> yeah, really. Yep. <laughs> so anyway, um, oh yeah. So I've been reading bunches of things in my daily newspaper and some things make me laugh and some things make me think. And then people yeah. have sent me like yourself have sent me ideas to talk about. So there's lots of, Lots of things, lots of fun things to talk about. So I don't know where you want to start, but I've got a bunch. Let me just give you a short outline and then we, you know, we can decide maybe what we want to talk about. But I think the one that made me laugh the most was an article in our local paper that said there's $5 million sought in a suit that some woman is um has 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 initiated and she's suing um the hershey company because the reese's pumpkins that candy that came out at halloween time in the shape of pumpkins the wrapper on that reese's um candy package showed eyes and a nose of the pumpkin But when she opened the package, those pumpkins didn't have any faces on them. It was just a plain chocolate treat with peanut butter stuff inside. But it didn't show the faces. And she said she would not have bought them had she realized that they did not have faces carved into the chocolate, the mouth and eyes. And she just feels that it's deceptive advertising and is suing Hershey company for $5 million. What do you think? <laughs> oh, that's like that bitch from probably about 20 years ago. I know you're going to remember this one. Okay. It, she is the reason why McDonald's and other. Fast oh, yes, yes, food, yes, yes. You know what I'm talking about. I didn't the even say it. You know too hot. About. Yes. yes. Coffee was too hot. Yes. Yes. Did she ever do? Do we ever know what happened with that lawsuit? Did she get well, money? From that, that she that she that case, whatever we want to say it, um, is the reason why you now get your coffee with that warning on it. Warning contents of this beverage are hot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the places I don't know if it was Duncan or Starbucks or somebody actually, you know, took the initiative to word it in a sarcastic manner. I kind of remember that, but I don't remember specifically Uh, what the sarcasm was about. Beverage you're about to, you're about to enjoy is hot. 
<laughs> like in case you didn't know. In case you weren't aware. But I just love this one. She's quoted saying Hershey's labels are materially misleading and numerous consumers have been tricked and misled by the pictures on the product's packaging. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't think so. And then she has apparently several photos comparing products packaging to their actual shapes were featured in the document, including a football shape that Kelly said resembles an egg rather than a football. And the lawsuit suggests Hershey correct the packaging to reflect the actual contents. I would, if I was their attorney, I would say no. <laughs> no, it's because we have to do stupid shit like this that we can't afford to do it the way she wants. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so we've some got, psycho is going to... So she included some videos, some YouTube videos of people reviewing the products and complaining about a lack of details on the candies. And one of the videos is titled Reese's Halloween Candy Lied to Me in capital letters. And another states Reese's Drops First 2023 Halloween Candy but fails. So anyway, that caught my attention uh, this time. I'm now going to put the article in the trash. Uh, and it will be interesting to see in future articles what happens with that lawsuit. Okay. I, I think you just gave me an idea for the next up the middle episode. Which is? I'm, going to, I'm just, I, I won't be able to find any of the relevant candy at this point, you know, because the, the Christmas candy is even down by now. Yes, in fact, yes, I, yes. I, there's, there's probably, I would, I would venture a guess that there is probably, if I were to go to Walmart after our, our recording today, I'm guessing I will probably see St. Valentine's Day candy Absolutely. in the aisles by oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. The, the pink and red hearts. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? The, 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 uh, the, the marketing for a couple of months at a shot? Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Now that I'm spending money on advertising to bring people to Yerg's radio mm-hmm. and to Up the Middle, uh-huh. I get it. Because it takes these people for fucking ever to respond to anything, <laughs> and that it's true, yeah. And yeah. Lewis Black said that years ago. Oh, I love Lewis Black. He oh, is the best, as you know. He's Jewish, yes, and he's not not shy about um, making his comedy about some of the Jewish stereotypes. Mm-hmm. And when he talks about what he calls Christmas halftime. Uh, he, he says, when do you start seeing Christmas decorations in the department stores? Mm-hmm. July 7th. <laughs> How long does it take you people to shop? <laughs> when many people shop Christmas Eve. I just love that. Yeah. yeah. And he says, yeah. if you can't manage your holiday, Lend it to us Jews and we will manage it for you. <laughs> oh my god. Back in my day, now yes. now get this kids. Back in my day, yeah. Thanksgiving was its own holiday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now we call it what it is. Christmas halftime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so 
funny. Well, you know, it's been interesting to me, and I, I didn't pay attention so much this year, but it's, you know, it was like anathema to um, have stores open on Thanksgiving for the early Christmas shoppers. I thought that was just awful. Um, yeah. And I think some stores backed away from that, you know, and said, no, we're giving our we're giving our employees off on Thanksgiving. Stay home and enjoy your family. I don't know right. how that went over. And I don't know how this year went, because, I, like I said, I wasn't really paying attention. But I'm old enough to remember the blue laws. Where What's no, that one? well, no retail was open on Sundays, period. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't know when that changed, I, but during my lifetime, for sure. Probably right around the same time Mac machines came out. <laughs> okay. Remember what a Mac machine was? Sort of. <laughs> it's the ATM. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mac stood for Money Access Center. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And that was actually the brand yep. of it, like Visa and whatever yep. else. Yep, MasterCard. You had yep. to have a Mac card yep. to use that ATM. Well, it took me decades to get friendly. And I rarely, 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 rarely use, I, I can count, I rarely use Mac machines or ATMs yeah. or whatever you want to call Same them. Here. I just don't. So anyway, I use I my, my credit to. card. My my credit card is, you know, is uh gets gets hot, gets fiery. But anyway, yeah. Cash is on its way out, I guess. So well, anyway, the government is trying to do that. Yeah. Um and that yeah. that they're not embracing Bitcoin. And I'm like, you don't have a choice. Mm. Third world countries are smart enough to embrace Bitcoin. No kidding. El Salvador has done it. And I don't know that it's fully uh, blessed yet. I think there might have been some hiccups. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, that was actually a pretty ingenious move by the El Salvadorian government. Uh -huh. They're a third world country. Yeah. Not all of their citizens are registered to vote because they don't have the technology or the wherewithal to do that. And as such, not all of them are registered to pay taxes. Ooh. You switch your official currency to one that doesn't exist physically. Mm -hmm. You just forced those people to learn how to use a mobile phone. And your tax revenue just skyrocketed. On top of that, your national currency now kicks the U.S. dollar's ass. Holy wow. And that's why people like Steven Mnuchin, Trump's former Treasury Secretary, mm -hmm. said, I will be the death of Bitcoin. Because they're trying to save the dollar. Yep while giving their buddies trillions of dollars of tax benefits. Well, he's another character. And I don't see his name anywhere these days. Is he in trouble? Yeah, he's quiet. I'm 
I'm I'm trying to figure that out because he was the only member of Trump's cabinet to last all four years. Or at least of any, you know, value. Maybe some of the lower secretaries made it, but DHS, Attorney General, uh, State, none of them lasted all four years. You know who you know who I've been thinking of lately is the post office guy. Lemoy, the joy, the whatever. He's still there, right? Uh, the guy that tried to remove all the, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. That is a great question. Yeah, and the postmaster you know, I, general. Yeah, yeah, postmaster general. And I was, it, it made me think about him because I went to the UPS store, not store, the UPS place to return something the other day, and wow, is that convenient. I really kind of okay. like that. So I don't know if he was responsible for that or if, you know, because I think it's a post office thing. It's not, yeah, not a private venue. Anyway, so um, the um, Reese's peanut butter cup, I thought, was a fun way to start our episode today. And then I have another article that was not quite as amusing to me, but certainly interesting. And it's headline, sorry, but no one in the U.S. apologizes like Pennsylvanians. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> Earnest um, apologies, apparently, are Pennsylvania's thing. The state ranks number one for articulating the most sincere apologies in the United States, according to a national poll, which I thought was kind of interesting. Examples of some of the best apologies include, I take full responsibility for my mistake, and I'm truly sorry. That's one. What politician Another. said that? <laughs> I'm sorry for what I did to you, and I want to fix it. I'm so sorry for what I did to you. It was inexcusable. Those are some examples of really good apologies. The absolute worst one is, I'm sorry you're mad at me. That takes no responsibility for whatever was done and blames as victim blaming one. <laughs> yeah, clearly none of the guys I dated were from Pennsylvania. <laughs> none of them. <laughs> no. My apology story, I like it. I'll share it with you because I thought it was amusing at the time. Uh, amusing and touching and it worked, I thought, or I felt good about it. How's that? Back in the day when I was teaching, there was, uh, they, uh, some other teachers would sometimes use the classroom that I called home for study halls and so forth while I maybe had a free period or lunchtime yeah. or something like that. And this one semester, every time I came back into my room, there was garbage all over the floor, you know, wrappers of some kinds or paper or whatever. And the desks were all huddled and messed up and whatnot. And so, you know, I thought, okay. And I wasn't annoyed by it. I just wanted to send a message. I mean, I was annoyed at the students, but I wanted to send a message to the, stu the, to the teacher in charge. And so I grabbed a plastic bag one day and picked up all the garbage that was on my floor. And, you know, and I can't remember if I put it in her mailbox at the time, but I put this <laughs> bag of stuff with a note 
just to say, could you please have the kids pick up, you know, before, before, before they leave the classroom? Because this is what I found today. And it's a regular occurrence. Well, the teacher totally understandably took real offense to my message and my <laughs> delivery system. And let me know. I can't remember. Maybe she sent me a note back. I don't know, but I could tell, oh, shit, I really stepped stepped in it this time. And so I took another bag and found candy. And I think I had fake flowers and something else, you know, and wrapped that up and took it to her door and said, I am so sorry. <laughs> I really screwed up that communication. Please forgive me. I don't know if she ever did, but I felt okay about it because I, I felt, okay, I've acknowledged the fact that I really screwed up. So that's one of my, that's one of my favorite apology stories that I have told a, students from Western, time to time. Pardon me? Is this at West or when you transferred to the senior high? I was at the senior high by that time. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yep. 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 So anyway, um, uh, I, I yeah, just, then, then I don't know. I have some suspects in mind for, uh, if it, if it were to have happened at junior high West, oh, <laughs> you may not um, want to share those, but I welcome you to do so if you're comfortable doing so. I, I would say mm. one of them might have been Ellie Fetterman. Oh, yeah. She was a sensitive, lovely woman. Yeah. Or she um, is uh, a sensitive, lovely woman. But I just never saw her as having paid attention to things like. Oh well, there you go. That's because possible. I, I think, I, I I I think there are so many of what I'll call any of the specialty teachers, like somebody who teaches English, somebody who teaches math, somebody yeah yeah, like as opposed to some of the other people, like Barb Stauffer, mm -hmm. whose job it was to run a study hall. <laughs> um. They just, I, I don't want to say that, that it's, it's not that they're better than running a study hall, but that it's a pain in the ass mm -hmm. because like us students, it's kind of a free period. Absolutely. Yeah. But because of us student students, <laughs> you guys get screwed out of it. <laughs> and so I just don't see her. I, I just see. For yeah. her, because, yeah. and I loved Mrs. Fetterman because uh, I sucked at math mm -hmm. and we would sometimes meet during both of our mutual lunch periods for her to try to rescue my algebra abilities that were not salvageable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but I just also see her, Diane Wiswesser would have made everybody pick up. Mm-hmm. Yes. I just see Ellie just wanting to get out of there so bad that <laughs> she's so glad the study hall's over. Yeah, let's just go. And she's busy. Yeah. I mean, she's busy during study hall doing, you know, doing things, you know, correcting yeah. papers or planning right. lessons or tutoring kids or whatever and not paying attention maybe to what's happening to the floor. So anyway, uh, but you also may want to know, even though Pennsylvanians know how to do it, know how to apologize apparently pennsylvania came in at um uh, they're not so good at the number of policy uh, apologies uh, excuse me apologies that they deliver the keystone state um 
apologizes. And I love that there are statistics like this. Apologizes just 2.7 times a day. California clocks in at 2.1 apologies a day. And I just... It's L.A. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, L.A. is too important to apologize to somebody. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I just thought that was just kind of interesting. And I'm trying to skim over this article to see which state is the, has the best average. And I'm not seeing it. Maybe they just wanted to report on the negative side of things. But um, the end of the article I thought was kind of interesting, too. Um, it quotes so, um, Marlo Zoda del Sordo, a community relations manager from Glenside, PA. Pennsylvania's ranking may be based on the state's Quaker roots of tolerance. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. The poll's creators said that each state holds unique cultures, traditions, and linguistic nuances, which is why the art of apologizing varies from place to place. And that's certainly true. You know. Yeah, I, I was going to say the reason why Pennsylvanians apologize less. Yeah. I would I wouldn't have said Quaker so much as I would have said Pennsylvania Dutch. Pennsylvania Dutch, yeah. Who, as you and I both know, yeah. do no wrong yeah. in the first place. Right. Right. So it's not until we're totally busted. <laughs> yes. That they get yes. a sincere apology. Yeah. 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 Now they know how that Pennsylvania Germans they know how to do stuff, okay. In fact, yeah. my daughter and they know better than you do. Brought, we'll be happy to tell you. Oh, absolutely! In fact, that's so funny. My daughter uh, bought her dad a button and recorded what she figures is one of his favorite phrases that if he doesn't actually say out loud, he thinks. And the button, when you push it, says. I wouldn't have done it that way. <laughs> and then <laughs> and I wouldn't have done it that way. As you said, he would be happy for you to say, well, how would you have done it instead? And then he gets to explain, you know, how things should be done or the yep. most, the, the, the most efficient and the smartest way to do things. I tell you what, one of the things in our relationship over these many decades is there's something he refuses to forget. Okay. That drives me crazy. And it's part of the challenge I have of just uh, accepting things as they are that he doesn't forget it. Once upon a time, decades ago, I spent an entire weekend an entire from dawn till dusk doing yard work, you know, that I was really quite proud of, and I knew the things that I did were appreciated, right? But the single only right. thing at the end of the night, when I was all finished, and it was dark, and I was exhausted and tired and dirty, the only single thing he remembers is that when I wound up the hose, the hose ended up going through the yard which was which was not totally clean and there was mud on the hose when it was finally reeled up that's the single only (laughs) comment my husband made at the end of that weekend yep you reeled in the hose over the mud 
So there you go. <laughs> he wouldn't yeah, have see, done that, it that, that way. <laughs> that sounds Does like that sound the, familiar uh, to the you? Secret Service Academy. Yeah, that, that sounds like the Secret Service Academy. They are mm -hmm. so, so uh, hell-bent <laughs> on, on making us perfect that mm -hmm. they forget to tell us what's already perfect. Yeah. Well, and by the end now, of, you know, the... Mm. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, by the end of the... That's oh, all right, go ahead. By the end of the, were you going to finish that? By the end of your training? Oh, well, well, yeah. Yeah. We're just so beat down that, you know, we go to other training like computer science um, uh, examination. You're in there for like mm -hmm. a month and then you graduate from it and they say, okay, you're the best in the world at doing this. And we just look at each other you and you don't go, believe it. I, I I wonder what the kids at MIT think about that statement, mm -hmm. or or anybody in Silicon Valley. Mm -hmm. And then we get guys going in, you know, having the best lesson that I learned came from umpire school, and it wasn't about balls and strikes or fair foul, safe out, or the rules of baseball. The lesson that that instructor, that owner of the school taught us was that a little learning is a dangerous thing. Oh. You learn a little bit and you think you know a lot. And then you think you know it all. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what I was going to say, what I was going to share was that Paul has now admitted that he needs to be very careful about what about the suggestions he makes to me about what to do and how to do it better or how to do it his way. Because what I have learned over decades is that when he says that, I give the job to him. And so <laughs> he's doing more things these days because he does it better. Why should I why 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 should I yeah. do it when he yeah. can do it better? And so he has admitted to his friends, he is very careful now about offering suggestions to me because I will give him the job and he feels he has enough jobs. <laughs> but what, what, what do you notice about his verbiage to his friends and we, what we talked about not five minutes ago? It, oh, yes. Oh, true. Yes. There's no apology there. <laughs> None with that, but also he's not admitting he he's saying that he's going to do it differently, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. not that what he did in the first place was wrong. Correct. Well, he didn't do it in the first place. I did it in the first place, but I did it wrong. No, no but I mean, so when he, he when he commented about the mud, oh, yes, and didn't yes, yes. comment about the rest of the final product, right? You see what I'm saying? It goes back to the Pennsylvania yes. Dutchman not being able to admit that they screwed up in the first yeah, place. Yeah, no. Yeah. Oh, God, no. Oh, no. 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 In fact, when I, decades ago, again, I quit this decades ago, but when I would say to him, you know, I've done a lot of work and you haven't noticed any of that. How come you don't ever talk about the st good stuff I did 
and he will say, well, you're just too sensitive. People, people who need validation like that are addicted to, you know, addicted to praise. So it was a fault of mine because I was looking for validation and affirmation for what I had done. It, it became a fault. So because it always got turned back on me as a criticism of my character, I quit looking for it, quit asking for it. And um, now I give him the job. <laughs> that the that kind of reminds me. Go ahead. That, that kind of reminds me of yours and Paul's version of Debbie Idol's magic wand story. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The magic wand theory. Yeah. There's yeah, a lot of yeah. magic wand theory that goes on around here. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But the other <laughs> thing I wanted to mention that my daughter gave for Christmas was she gave me a packet of magnetic uh, words that you can, you know, on any, you know, on any metal surface, you can make up your own sentences. You probably have seen those, um, you know, yeah. just take a bunch of words and you can create whatever messages you want with it. Well, hers that she gave me was about mansplaining. That was the theme <laughs> of those particular <laughs> words. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yep. Anyway. It's fun. Now we have talked for 30 minutes today for this yeah. particular episode. Yeah. Do we want to, I mean, I've got more to talk about here, but I just wanted to mention that we've been talking for 30 minutes. I think. Yeah. So what, uh, can we add to this one or is this a totally separate additional episode coming up? That's totally up to you. I, let me tell you what I have the, the kinds of things I want to talk about today. Uh, I've been intrigued by some of the articles I've read about predictions coming up for 2024, which are kind of interesting. And um, let's see. Yeah, predictions. And also some of the things that have happened like 100 years ago. That might be fun to add to this particular episode if you'd like. Okay, okay, sure. Like, um, you know, on it in in twenty twenty four, in twenty twenty four, um, uh, J. Edgar Hoover was born. Also, George H. W. Bush, Jimmy Carter, Marlon Brando, James Baldwin, Truman Capote. And the comic strip Little Orphan Annie began. The Macy's wow. Thanksgiving Parade began in 1924. Tom Landry, the Dallas Cowboy coach, I think, was born. And the Washington yeah. Senators, the football team, uh, the football team won, uh, baseball team, excuse me, baseball team won the World Series. And it wasn't until a whole lot later that they did that again. But I didn't take that note. Johnny Weissmiller, the swimmer, set the freestyle uh, record. Um, some woman named Carol Taylor, whom I've never heard of, invented the ice cream cone rolling machine. <laughs> 
And the first okay. crossword, the first crossword puzzle appeared um, in 1924. And Judy Garland, at two and a half, began her acting debut. So I thought wow. some of those were really interesting. And I particularly, particularly the one about Macy's Thanksgiving Parade, because my mother always loved that parade. And, you know, she, um, it, it was a new thing, kind of, kind of a new thing when she was, she was born in 1921. So anyway, I just thought that was really kind of interesting. I have, I have a DC friend who had been at like CNN and a bunch of other network type stuff mm -hmm. who is in Orlando now. And I think he's actually going to be one of the producers of the Macy's parade this coming year. Wow. Yeah. That's got to be a big deal. I, I saw I the mean, post. I... Yeah, I saw the post um, that he made when he made the announcement, um, basically how he received the offer and, and stuttered through trying to say yes and so on. Um. But yeah, I have to check. It might have been, I, I think it was Macy's, uh, but uh, something that he's doing right now with Disney and is partnered with Macy's or, or something like that. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it was a big deal. Yeah. Well, I'm just so impressed with people who put together events like that because I've done a couple of mini things myself and the stress level is yeah. just out of sight and... I just, I just am amazed and so grateful that there are people who have a stronger, what do you say, stronger character or something than I do who are willing to do yeah. those kinds of things. So, um, you know, that Cal Thomas wrote the, the column from which I found these particular details. And he also, in that same column, talks about, you know, predictions about what will happen in government. Um, apparently in the 1920s, uh, Coolidge was making changes in limiting governments and so forth. And isn't that the guy, isn't that the president whom, um, just, what's his name? Um, your Alvin governor. Coolidge is, is... It, it was his was his hero, was his oh, favorite Ron president. Yes, there yes. you go. Yes, yes. Right. <laughs> I wanted yep. to say George. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And, it, you know, fussing around with immigration was a big deal at the begin at during the 20s, 1920s, 24, that kind of thing. There were changes in leaders, you know, what kinds of predictions can you know, can we look at? That's certainly something we're involved in. Um, Hitler wrote Mein Kampf in 1924. And um, what it, we've already talked about inventions coming up as predictions and these, the, uh, you know, AI taking over everything and the chat thing. Right. Right. You know, in fact, I had an invitation at one point this week that that the chat program ai program said hey how would you like me to write an article about this kind of thing see if you like it 
do you agree or will you allow? And I got stubborn and said, nah, thanks. I'll do it myself. <laughs> so, you see, I anyway. always, if I use, um, I, I use Google Bard. It's another, it's Google's brand of artificial intelligence. And okay. I'll use that to do like the base of a script for an episode. Okay. Like I did yeah. it, I've got two scripts waiting for two episodes. Oh, I need to do one to basically it's well, see it does. It did the basics of, um, podcasting, like how podcasting came okay. about and so on. And then okay. also how internet radio came about. And I want to do an episode on okay. each. How cool. But now what does it I give do, you I think I used it over and things. Yes. Now it does. Now it does. Wow. When I first, some of my first episodes, um, some of my first episodes, I don't think it did, or I missed them. Uh, but I did stuff for like comparing, um, basically the, cause I know that they're, they're especially Google is preventing it from getting political, but I was able to find the history of Jared Kushner's career gotcha. in the white house. No and, wonder you know. And so, so much. I was able to get some of the basics. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. yeah, good historians know where to find I info. Am... They don't know the info. Exactly, and I'm, I'm, I, re I just say this once. I mean, I am so impressed with all the things that you know. That all the details, all the facts, all the <laughs> research that you do, it's really pretty impressive. It's not pretty impressive. Well, it's and that's kind of the basis of of the middle is that mm -hmm. not just do I present listeners with the information, but I present the citations. And that was the big deal for me was that. to say, this was initiated by Google Bard. Yep. And I will tell you where I edited and changed the information yep. and why and where that info came from. That's so smart. But now it, so smart. it provides you with citations. And that's why... I, I don't know how teachers are going to do it now. Like, how do you know that kid wrote that paper? Well, when that was starting when I left. You five. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a program. And I mean, this started really right, right before I left teaching because you could see that coming. Yeah. How there was one young man that I swear today, I did not pick it up until later that this was such a well-researched and well-articulated thesis. And I told him, I said, oh my God, your writing is fantastic. Let's sit down. Where did you learn all these things? And he never got back to me because I really think he didn't write it. But what I was going to say was <laughs> that, um, yeah, I, I felt so stupid. Anyway, not the first time. Um, <laughs> right before I retired, there was a program where you could type in five words from a kid's paper that were supposedly his words. It was not a quote of any kind that he inserted, he, she inserted in the paper. If you typed in five words, it would look for where those five words occurred somewhere else. And you could sometimes find the actual paper that the student had copied from some writing, uh, what do you say, paid source that, you know, you could pay for a paper. Right, right. 
And I forget, I forget, I forget what that was called, but I'm sure there are others that have surfaced since then where you can, you know, where you can. Now, what we used to do, what we used to do was when we had the kids create note cards, actual note, we sat with them in the library, you know, we watched them pull right. the books from the shelves. We, you know, we watched right. them collect hundred note cards, you know, and looked over the note cards and then were able to tell that they used their actual research, the notes that they had taken on those cards in the full sentence outline and in the final paper back in the day. I don't know what they do today. I don't think they even offer that class anymore at uh, at the high school. I think they tried to put more research, shorter, more research papers in all the subject areas and not just English. So things have changed tremendously. And it's funny talking about change in education. And I don't want to go into this too much. Um, but I had a podcast for the Be Inspired podcast. I had a conversation last week with one of my buddies from when I was teaching Bill Cherkasky, who's the telecommunications instructor. Right. And he, you know, what he shared was, and I don't want to get him in trouble, but you know, what he shared was they're taking all the fun out of school. They don't want the kids to be there a full day. You know, a lot of the seniors, I guess, are there for half a day and then they can go to internships or they can go to, you know, part-time jobs or they can go home. But you know, they're taking away and what it's doing is demolishing the elective program in, you know, in the schools. Right. And so, you know, kids don't stay around for their electives in art or music or telecommunications or anything like that. And, um, you know, right. he just allowed me to understand, which, you know, I had kind of heard that um, it's just not quite as much fun as it used to be. And the freedoms are certainly, you know, certainly curtailed anyway so that's that yeah. now another if we want to go on or you can you know you can chop this off whenever you want to but another thing i found interesting in the papers over the past week since i've last talked to you were the things that people are searching for are googling for the top searches for the year would you like to know what those are of course you would yeah, because um, I kind of have a bit of a theory with that. Oh, good. Let's do that first. Some of the things that I've seen coming out on social media. Okay. Um, New Year's Day, New Year's Night, or New Year's Eve, right. or New Year's Day. The Uber conservatives just came out in force against mm -hmm. Joe Biden. And that's what when I texted you before and saying about how, you know, the major hypocrisy that the GOP people, the GOPers, mm -hmm. are exuberating or, or, or you know, showing right now, they're getting on Bill Clinton's shit about being a coded that. name in the flight that's logs cool. for Jeffrey Epstein. Yep, I and, saw that. And Over 50 Donald times. Trump wasn't? <laughs> and Donald Trump wasn't. Mm -hmm. And this one guy is just like, he's a former cop, which is disappointing, but he's just so big on, I'm a proud conservative because that's the right thing to do. And liberals are hippies and that, that shit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he said about Joe Biden having showered with his daughter and, and, um, 
Bill Clinton being a pedophile and they should all be punished and, and all, all be convicted. And I showed him a picture or I sent him a picture of Donald Trump laying down with Ivanka in the back of a limo. And Whoa. I said, finally, you and I agree on something. Yeah, that wow. didn't get responded to. No, I'm sure. Um, video, YouTube piece somehow on Facebook this morning showed Donald uh, grabbing his daughter's ass. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. That was I funny. got that one, too. It's it's he he's they're standing like a almost like a red carpet or something. And he's got his hand around her like, yep, not like it's his daughter, but. Yep. You know, like how he said, like he wants to date his daughter. Yep. 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 yep, I, yep what yep. dad says that? I know. I know. That's and really... that makes you want to vote for the guy? Uh, there's no... But you're pissed at Bill Clinton for using a cigar on an intern. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anyway, lots of lots of stuff did you want to continue with more hypocrisy with the gop where well, there are other I mean, examples that was kind of, you that wanted was kind to... of the gist of it um okay. you know the other thing they tried to do was was get on joe biden for his uh mental capacity and the the, the this guy that did is he's a talk show guy like you know you and me a podcaster or whatever and he's doing this on new year's eve you know, talking about something that Joe Biden said to, um, I think it was Ryan Seacrest on New Year's Eve about Italian restaurants or some shit. And, you know, it was another mentally deranged moment in Joe Biden. And I'm like, okay, so here's a guy who's constantly flapping his yap about being for family values. Mm -hmm. And he's picking on a guy who's sitting there with his wife, mm -hmm. something Donald Trump is not doing. And dude, it's New Year's Eve. It's something you're not doing either. <laughs> Where's your wife and kids while you're watching the liberal New Year's Eve show? Mm -hmm. And you're not watching the country show with them on Nashville Network or whatever it was. CNN? That my neighbors made me watch. <laughs> that must have been tough. <laughs> oh. And, and all, it was actually enjoyable because oh. all they did was sit there and bitch about oh, how pop yeah. country music has gone. <laughs> <laughs> Why isn't Hank Williams on the show this year? Because Hank Williams is dead? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and I know he well, meant Hank I, Williams Jr., but I wasn't going to. I watched a little bit of um, New Year's specials, not much. Uh, but Paul Anka tried to do John Lennon's Imagine. And I can't imagine that a skit about that won't appear sometime on Saturday Night Live because it was awful. At least <laughs> from my opinion. At least from my opinion. Yeah. I love that song. That's a great song. I, yeah. mm, that, that, that one was tough. Now, what I did on New Year's Eve, I watched for the second time Oppenheimer. Oh yeah. In order to try to get all the all the characters straight. So yeah, that was my New Year's Eve. And finally at eleven thirty, it was over. 
um, my watching of it, and um, I could tune in a little bit to the New Year's Eve specials. But for me, they're hard to watch. I'm just saying. My kid brother Randy is in bed by like nine nine thirty, and and he, it's just <laughs> another Saturday night for him or whatever. Yeah. Whatever day yeah. of the week. Well, I had a tiny bottle of champagne that I was going to enjoy on New Year's Eve and Paul was asleep. And so <laughs> I kept it for yesterday instead. <laughs> 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 it was kind of sad, but I did watch the ball drop. Anyway, there was that. I always but, got sad on New Year's Eve, but like we'll never have, in this case, 2023 ever again. Really? Oh, yeah, oh like my puppy's here. Hi, baby. <laughs> Ginger came. Hello, honey. So my dog came. She's nice. here for a visit. Yeah, she'll be here for a little while. I'll be down later. Okay. Yes, I will be down later to fix your breakfast. Okay. You go lie down now. Okay. She'll be back, or I'll be back with her. I guess you'll have to cut that part out. No. It's anyway. Okay. okay. You were saying that not being so, able yeah. to see twenty twenty three ever again makes you sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm way over it now, but I just, I just felt like I remembered the, um, oh, like the animated cartoons, like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yes. And all those that, that came about for like Christmas. And then there was another one with like Father Time. Oh, okay. And something about the New Year's baby. Okay. And how each year was represented in the life of a person that they're a baby in January and they're an old person yeah. in December. Yeah. And just, okay, so that person's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you want to show eight year old kids. Yeah. Well, that probably hit you about the age of four because that's when kids really became aware of dying. So I have noticed yeah. that over the years. Yeah. Anyway, so. There's that. But, um, yeah, so so there. So the top searches yeah. for 2023, from what I read, were the Israeli-Hamas war is right up there. And second And that only that, really had two months. That only really had two or three months to do it. Right. And it just grabbed everybody for the entire year yeah then the football guy the football safety um harden i can't remember what his name was he had cardiac arrest on the field that got top searches i guess and oh he is now oh recovered. um from the yeah. from the uh buffalo bills i don't know what team i'm not good at that but i, I think he that's ended up getting hit getting hit, I guess, in the chest and ended yeah. up with cardiac arrest on the field. That was a top Google search. Um, there, a guy named Jeremy Renner, an actor, yeah. snowplow, snowplow yeah. accident. He was and run over by a snowplow. Yeah. What was he doing to get run over by a snowplow? Was he I in the middle know. of a highway? Um, it might have been something, you know, like when after the plow comes through, but there's still a a cover of snow on it and uh you know they might have been like sledding or pulling a sled or something i, I don't know yeah um, that one I, I missed that one yeah but and then I, of I course he was he was crushed what died 
No, no, no. He, he he's actually recovering, but okay. I doubt that this is your um, uh, genre. But he played. Um, I think his character is Hawkeye. He's one of the yeah, superheroes okay. in the Marvel comic universe. Okay. No, that's not my. That's not yeah. my gig. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so um, although you know, in football, I watch Kansas City Chiefs because I yeah. like Mahomes, um, and I like Andy Reid, and I like Andy Reid just as an aside because I know he's been as a dad, he's been through hell, and really? yeah. Andy Reid had two sons. I think one has passed um, drug issues, both of them. And I think at least one of them, as I recall, went to prison. But I really, I just, uh, I just felt for the man, you know. Yeah. Parent to parent. Oh. And yet he kept coaching. And I admire people who, who, are tough or who are resilient or who are Phoenix-like or, I mean, right. yeah. So I don't know what kind of father he was, and I don't know if that, you know, I haven't read anything, and I, I refuse to do that kind of, you know, to blame him for that as a dad because, you know, with addiction, you didn't cause it, you can't cure it, you can't control it. I mean, right. it's just one of those chemical things and becomes self-medicating to other, you know, issues relative to depression or mental health and so forth. Anyway, so I only watch the Eagles because my husband watches the Eagles rigorously. I kind of pay attention to that, but I always watch Kansas City. So well, that's where he used to be. You, you know, he, he, was, he was with the Eagles some years ago. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's where I heard of him. That's where yeah. I read all the okay. articles about him and his family when he was a coach at of the Eagles and then moved to Kansas City. Anyway, some more Google searches, top two Google searches, those guys, and then Matthew Perry, and that's real recent. Tina Turner's death, yeah. the movie Barbie, the movie Oppenheimer, and then one called um, uh, Jawan, which I guess is about Japan and Taiwan. Uh, TV shows Wednesday, Ginny and Georgia, and The Last of Us. Now, I assume they're not talking about, you know, the program that was This Is Us. No. But The Last of Us. And I haven't heard of any of those programs. That goes I've to show you. I've heard of The Last One. You do I Last of Us? Yeah, yeah, but I don't remember, you know, what what the premise was. Yeah. In music, uh, Idol songs called idol and try that in a small town trace akins oh i did an episode on that one too i wish i had heard that episode the word oh, of the year the word of the year and of course i'm interested in that the word of the year is riz r-i-z-z and uh it's the trending slang word and it comes from charisma so if you've got okay. the riz, you've got the riz. Like vibes. <laughs> right. That's the old one. This yeah. year it's the riz. Okay. 
and then of course you and I have discovered the word what how do we pronounce it now? Sharp sh- char- oh. charcuterie. Yeah. Charcuterie? Yeah. Yeah. And uh That's oh, actually that's a, a top that, search. I mean no. I just oh, inserted oh. that as our oh, top okay. search. <laughs> <laughs> and I always like crudite, but I was not at all familiar with charcuterie. Okay. So which is I guess a plate full of meats and maybe cheeses yeah. too. And that's on, exactly it, what was on the shelves when I when I uh, took that picture. There you the go. Yeah. That was yeah. great. And then in Wikipedia, the top search is for chat, the chat GPT. Yeah. Okay. And the top, uh, since 2004, um, top searches since 2004, 10 years, what, 20 years, Harry yeah. Potter, Beyonce, and Cristiano Ronaldo, who is an athlete of some kind. Yeah, he's and a soccer player. Not be not be my gig. I don't know what he plays soccer, huh? Yeah, he's a soccer anyway, player. Anyway, I found that article really kind of interesting to see what people are looking up. And this is my point exactly. <laughs> this is my point exactly. <laughs> what is your point? <laughs> not one topic from politics. Mm-hmm. There you go. But what is everybody talking about? And what is on TV constantly? Now, what does that say to you? What conclusions do you draw from that? The obvious is that they're not doing their homework. And obvious, like we talked about early in our conversation today, um, was that it takes a two by four to get people to pay attention to what's going on. Right. Yeah. And sometimes hitting them in both heads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least the men. <laughs> <laughs> so I think another topic that maybe, I mean, is resolutions. I mean, we talked last week about resolutions yeah. we might be interested in making. But what I found interesting this week were some tips about how to keep them. All right. I saw that somewhere too, actually. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it's in all the bits of syndicated column from, you know, that appears in all the papers, but I have a list. If you'd like to know what the list to, and you might have some commentary about this. Now, how do you, or do you make sure to keep your resolutions? Do you have any tips for us? I think that I do. I had that's actually one of the, the quotes from my file of screensaver photos and famous quotes yes, and such. Yes. Mm-hmm. But at fifty nine minutes, I think we should save that for the next episode. <laughs> that sounds good. Okay. I'm Jane Stahl. And I'm yours. And this is Both Sides Now.